Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your weekend wrap-up. Ooh, beautiful bell breakers. This is, again, the Break the Bell podcast. If you don't know that, I'm not sure how you're here. No, you maybe just got lucky and stumbled (laughs) upon us. You're like, oops. You're welcome. How did I get here? What is this? Well, if you don't know, this is the Break the Bell podcast. That's what we are. That's who we are. Yes. I mean, we, right, do. we break bells. That's, we do. That, I yes. mean, this is just a show where we just get random bells and yes. we just like... The, bo- the bigger the bell, the better. And we smash them here wow. live on... I don't think I could say that fast five times. No, I don't. Probably not. The bigger the bell, the better. Bigger the bell, the better the break. There you go. Nice. <laughs> you nice. like that? Yes. You like that? Now, um, our whole preface is, um, if, if, if you don't remember, because it's been a while since we really mentioned it, yeah. um, whole preface behind the name was that um, a long time ago, X amount of years ago, I can't do the math anymore, um, people rang this this big bell called the Liberty Bell. I don't know if you've heard of the Liberty Bell, Bill. Yeah. Have, it, have you heard it, of it? The, here and there. Yeah. Here and there. Yeah. yeah. Peppered into conversation once in yeah, a while. Yeah, randomly with Sesame Street. Yeah. They, they, they rang this bell and it, it cracked back in the day. That's why you get the famous Liberty Bell with the crack in it. Well, we decided that um, because our liberties are constantly being threatened on a daily level, it seems like, especially nowadays, when, when you have freaking presidents saying that the Constitution is basically um, subjective. Right. And basically saying, you know what, any of this is subject to change yeah. at any point. None no, of nothing's this, absolute. Yeah. Um, in times like this, when our liberties are constantly being threatened like that, from a sitting president, no less— um, we think it's necessary to continue to ring that bell figuratively. Obviously, yeah. we don't have a... I would love to have a giant bell to ring. You could probably get a giant but, bell. <laughs> um, You'd have to talk to your wife about it. I that. actually <laughs> had seen um, this giant antique bell that I was interested in on Facebook uh, Marketplace. But, I mean, it was it was huge. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that went on like sweet. 300 bucks. It was like a cast iron bell or something. I was okay. like, man, that'd be awesome. That would be. Anyways, we always get sidetracked. Ringing this bell of liberty until it not just cracks, but till it breaks. That's um, our whole mantra is um, never stop talking. That's not just like running our mouths, which we generally do. Yes. But that's um, talking about the important things and continuing to talk about them while we still can, because yeah. that's the only way we're going to preserve our Constitution is yeah. to educate people, to keep people talking about the stuff, not to just like roll over and be silent on the issue. Yep. Because once we start being silent, then that's when. Yeah. Things are allowed. <laughs> our our liberties are allowed to be like trampled on. Yeah, you have a freedom of speech. <clears throat> you have the ability to have a discussion and debate. You know, and and when you feel like someone is wrong and and you're right, or you want to understand somebody else's point of view, you should you should be able to talk about it and not be silenced, not be told to shut up. Right. You know, be insulted. And we saw a lot of that last year with the shutdown, differing opinions. Yeah, the shutdown, and the Black Lives Matter. Black stuff, Lives Matter, yeah. and, and people were told, you know, to to be quiet. They didn't have a place to say anything. Mm-hmm. And we decided to we needed to we wanted to be heard. We wanted other people to know they should be heard. Yeah. And that's why we started this. I mean, we don't always necessarily go that direction with our show because no. we talk current events, but we always circle back to yeah. this is these are rights given to you that the founding fathers saw these as God given rights. Yeah. And so if we just allow those to be endowed by off, your creator, not by the government. Right, right. The the government is not your creator or your no. God. And they don't get to decide what rights you get. Correct. Tomorrow is our live episode 
our, our live stream made a, a main episode. Tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit, a lot a bit more about this. Yeah. Um, because I don't know about you, but I was pretty pissed off when Biden said those words. Oh that, yeah, <laughs> my, I, you sent me that that, and I think my reaction was f that. Yeah. Presidents aren't absolute. <laughs> yes. It, well, exactly. That's it. Based on the Constitution and amendments. Yeah. You are not absolute. Um, we can take you out at any point. Yes. So tomorrow's mainstream episode, um, we are going to voice some of our outrage about that statement and dig into why he is completely and utterly wrong. Yes. And borderline, not even, in my opinion, not even fulfilling his no presidential oath to uphold the Constitution right. from all threats, foreign and domestic, including himself. <laughs> yes, including himself, whether he remembers himself or not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're going to get dig into tomorrow. Um, so we won't talk too much more about it today, but definitely check out that live stream at 7 p.m. Central Time Monday. Every Monday we we're doing that, yeah. unless something changes, unless like yeah. a guest can't come on till later. Right. Um, for the most part, at 7 Central Time. Monday nights. So yeah. check that out. We're going to get into some uh, constitutional law, I guess. I mean, yeah. we're not constitutional law experts. What the hell is going on? It sounds There's like a, an airplane. It sounds like a freaking bomber <laughs> flying overhead. <laughs> well, you did mention taking out the president. So. <laughs> I said the president was taking himself out, figuratively. <laughs> so check that out tomorrow night. Uh, speaking of freedom, though, we yeah. can't forget to mention... Our freedom, fun-filled coffee. Yes, the Run Your Mouth Coffee. Um, still our sponsors. Uh, Run Your Mouth Coffee are promoters of free speech, promoter of all your constitutional freedoms, but mostly your free speech. And as we always say, support businesses that support free speech because Definitely. without free speech, we wouldn't be doing this shit right here. Yeah. This this thing we're doing now would not exist if it wasn't for free speech. So when we have Companies like Run Run Your Mouth Coffee um, that are diehard supporters of free speech, mm -hmm. we are going to back them 100%. Yeah. So rymcoffee.com, check them out. Um, say that we sent you by using the promo code break the bell, all one word, break the bell, and you'll get 10% off your order as well as free shipping. Order now. I need to. I need to order more. Yes, because yeah. I can't take my sip, and you can't take your sip and say no. that tastes like freedom. Because we're all out. We're all right. out of coffee. Yeah. I, I got some Mountain Dew here. I've got Monster Energy, but pretend T we are drinking RYM tastes coffee. Like Gross. Die number ye yellow number five. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, um, we're not sponsored by Mountain Dew. We no. are sponsored by Run Run Your Mouth Coffee, the official coffee of the Break the Bell podcast. If you like coffee as much as you like free speech, as I always say, check them out at rymcoffee.com. Um, it is, again, ran by, owned by uh, John Odermatt of the Lions of Liberty podcast and Matt Pangy of the Homestead and Homeschools podcast, which I need to check out that podcast. I think yeah. that's one I haven't listened that's to. That's one uh, because uh, we homeschool. Yeah. And so and that's one that, uh, yeah, I should probably look into that yeah, one, too. Yeah, so uh, check them both out. Uh, big big supporters of Liberty. So um, drink their coffee, romcoffee.com. That is all on that issue. We're going to get into your weekend wrap-up, wrapping up this week in the news. Yeah. To start out with, I wanted to, to, I, I wanted to mention, you wanted to mention... Um, Prince Philip actually died. Yes, yeah. I wasn't sure that was possible with all the I, baby's blood he's been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they, they pulled the plug on him. I think you mentioned he was getting a little lippy with uh, Diana's death, and they probably uh, swapped it out with some pig's blood. His, his, uh, <laughs> his freaking um, 
dementia or whatever was yeah. old, old people's uh, brain was kicking in. He was pulling a Biden, and he was just yeah. like, "Let me tell you about uh, Diana's death." And the Queen's like, "Cut him off! Cut him <laughs> off with the baby's blood." Now he died at the ripe old age of ninety nine. Yes, and she's what ninety two, ninety three, somewhere in there. So. Yeah. so um, my first thought was, well, she'll probably be next because usually when your spouse dies, I don't like think, you, Paul. I, I, don't, I don't think she will. I don't I, think they were that yeah, kind of a couple. Right. I, I think they probably had rooms on separate sides of the castle. Probably. They they <laughs> didn't share beds no, or, no. or anything. Um, he probably only saw her by appointment. <laughs> yeah, right. That's probably true. <laughs> so um, Prince Philip's dead, which one less royal to worry about, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he, he had been... Um, I guess it wouldn't be office, but he would be at he was has been at his station for uh I mean damn. I well, mean, he over was the longest living married into royal. You know, yeah, right, not, right. I can't think what they're called, but not the actual like head of state, right. but the spouse of the head right. of state. The, he was the, the consort. L- yeah, that's that's yeah. it. He's the longest longest lasting consort or whatever yeah. ever. And so he's gone. My daughter had texted me the day that it happened, which I, I had already seen that it happened. But she texted me. She's like, Prince Philip died. I was like, I know. And she's, I, I was like, he was kind of creepy. <laughs> and she was like, why? I was just like, I don't know. All the royals are creepy, in my I, opinion. I think he was, uh, I think he was kind of, he was a war hero. Uh, I can't remember. He, he, he was in war. I don't know. Yeah, I think he was not. a, he was a, a war hero. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was. Kind of a, a fairy tale wedding type thing that at the time, which would have been. But a long he was time a royal ago. from somewhere else right, too, yeah. so uh, so it was yeah. kind of I think like they, an arranged yeah, type be. thing. So, uh, but yeah, she texted me and I, I was like, oh, he's ca- they're all kind of creepy. And she's like, well, I didn't know, it. I don't know anything about him except he died. And I was like, well, you knew he's the prince, and she's like, yeah, I guess I knew that too. <laughs> um, so, funny thing is, I think there was more publicity. With the fact that DMX died this week, the same day, I think, or the next day. Yeah, that's the truth. I yeah, think, I think more people truth. are concerned about that right. than about Prince Philip yeah. dying. Because um, he had, I guess, like a massive heart attack. What, right. A couple he's weeks only ago. 50. Yeah. And, so um, it's like five years older. People than know me. more about DMX than they do about, right. about Prince, Prince Philip. Philip. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you always see the queen. Mm-hmm. You know, you never see Prince Philip. Nobody Especially ever talks about him. Especially since he stepped down from his duties what, right. five years ago. Yeah, so. but then that, again, that was probably a start, you know, maybe dementia had set mm-hmm. in or something, and so they were like, you know, we need to pull him. Yeah, I mean, 99 years old, he had a ripe old, like, life. So, yeah. yeah. So, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. I mean, thoughts and prayers, I sure. guess. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> thoughts and prayers from the English church. Yes. From, from the colonist over on this side of the pond. Yep. I mean, he was alive during the Revolutionary War, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it. Seems like they've been around forever. Um, moving on, though. What do we got to talk about today, Bill? All kinds of good shit. So, you got Biden continually just... <laughs> being Biden. Being Biden. We'll get to Biden. Yeah. Um, before we get to Biden, there was some stuff that popped up, interesting things techie type stuff that we don't yeah. usually get no, into. No, not too usually, much. but every so often there's something that pops in. And I don't know about you, but I I, I like Tesla, or the company Tesla, and I like Elon Musk. I do too. But, and I, he is one that knows that Michael Crichton's stories could possibly come true. He's yeah. the, He has predicted that technology could get, yeah. Yeah. get away from us. Right. Well, that's, and that's kind of been his mission is to try to to fight back against some of the bigger corporations by. But at, at what point does his um his 
goals or like his achievements get away from him in the fight right. against yeah, the, like right. technology being weaponized at what point yeah. does he get so far ahead of himself that technology just weaponizes well, itself it happens all the time so um this this article here i found interesting to start with um this is why it's mentioned michael crichton if you don't know who michael crichton is he's the author of the jurassic park books he also wrote he wrote all kinds of books yeah. about technology getting away from itself he wrote one about like nanobots like <laughs> self yeah self being self aware and yeah. taking over he's wrote written about diseases that yeah. were like experimental diseases getting out of hand right never yeah. heard that no. in today's world no congo congo yeah i i can't i barely remember congo that yeah. was the first one book of his that i wrote was it though. okay i have actually out there somewhere in my garage a collection of all I, the yeah, micro i knew books. you had quite the the creighton collection yes i he was one of my favorite authors in high school so but this article here is from Cinema Blend, which isn't a okay. typical one of our um, go-tos. Uh, but this says, Jurassic Park could happen in real life, says one of Elon Musk's partners. So fans are calling for Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> well, only he can really save us. I mean, <laughs> if if it came down to only Jeff Goldblum can save the world, I'm all for that Absolutely. world. Because, I mean, Jeff Goldblum is the hero that we all need. He is, yes. Says when... Here, let me pull this up so you can see. When Jeff Goldblum's Dr. Ian Malcolm said, life finds a way, did it really sink in? And that's the thing I, I always come to when I see these articles, where it's like they're, they're fucking around with technology right. they shouldn't. Yeah. I, always, I think I always send you the article. I'm like, did they ever watch yeah. Jurassic Park? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the one that I fall back on every time. Did it really sink in? Evidently not. 1993's Jurassic Park is filled with fun, with fun and dinos, but beneath it all, the movie franchise, based on Michael Crichton's novel, also serves as a cautionary tale about taking a step back and thinking about if new scientific and technological advancements should be done, even if it's techni technically possible. It's like, it's, an, it's not a question of can we, it's yeah. a question of should we? should we. Right. And well, Elon Musk's Neuralink co-founder Max Hodak claims it's possible. So he's a co-founder of it, but he's also saying, well, this could turn yeah. into a Michael Crichton novel. So, same with Elon Musk. He's made these predictions, too. It's mm -hmm. like, what? so why do you keep fucking with this right, stuff? Right, yeah, man? exactly. You know what, you know what would be really great, but also terrifying? <laughs> <laughs> Says Elon Musk's business partner took to Twitter this week to share his thoughts about the potential of Jurassic Park, and fans of the movie were putting him in check. Here's what Max Hodak said. So this is his tweet. It says, we could probably build Jurassic Park if we wanted to. Wouldn't it be genetically authentic dinosaurs, but maybe 15 years of breeding plus engineering to get super exotic novel species? Again. <laughs> sounds well and good. It sounds cool until they start eating you. Right. <laughs> Says the American entrepreneur and tech technologist is thinking about recreating Jurassic Park and decided to let everyone know it is somewhat possible. To follow up his initial comments, Max Hodak shared the importance of biodiversity and conserve conservation of species commenting why do we stop there and pose the idea of intentionally trying to generate novel diversity it says uh has he seen the whole movie <laughs> right <laughs> or the collection of movies yeah. in response a number of people hosted commentary a lot of which revolved around getting jeff goldblum involved which again i'm all for that yeah right this person says elon musk's business partner says he could build a real jurassic park with genetically engineered dinosaurs okay that's what we just saw 
this uh, at Wallace, etc. says, I would pay good money money to have Goldblum smack Elon Musk across the face. <laughs> <laughs> we are lucky it will knock some sense into him. Says, Elon Musk's business partner said he could... Oh, that's just in response to the yeah. same. I, I keep reading the same one. They keep retweeting that. Yes. Um, somebody says, Dear Elon Musk, perhaps this little quote from Jeff Goldblum would change your mind about this. Here. Let's see if I can hear it. Oh, it's not going to let me. Oh, the day's always better with a little Jeff. I know. Hang on. Hang on. We'll get it. We will get it. Oh, it's just a gif. Oh, damn you for teasing us. Says, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think that they should. We said that. Yeah, we did. We we, We, we were channeling Jeff. We inadvertently quoted Jeff without (laughs) even knowing it. It means we're on the right track. There's a little Jeff in all of us, I think. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Now Max Hodak's comments are kind of mysterious. It says, I'm unsure what he means when he refers to we... Would that be him and Elon Musk specifically, or we as humans and scientists? His company, Neuralink, has demonstrated a chip implant into the brain of a pig and a monkey that Elon Musk believes someday could telepathically summon self-driving Teslas, solve blindness, paralysis, and connect your brain to your uh, smartphone. I believe this is another one. We read this article several months ago and and, and asked the same questions and, and again was asked, does anybody watch movies? Yes. <laughs> I they mean, do because now they're quoting them. Yeah, and, and but they're quoting them and making fun of them. Mm-hmm. Be like, "Hey, wouldn't it be funny if we did this?" <laughs> did you see how many people were laughing in Jurassic Park? Yeah, none, none of them. None of them. They were, were crying in fear. The ones that were laughing and off were usually the ones that got eaten. Yeah, yeah. It says in terms of the science behind Jurassic Park, animals have been cloned before, but extinct species have not been yet create recreated. Apparently, small insects can, in fact, be used to extract DNA. From Amber. And yeah, the, right. I, I remember the little video with yeah. the little DNA cartoon mm. guy. Dino DNA. There you go. It says, um, there have been findings before in Amber, so specifically in Amber, too. But there are some missing pieces in the genetic material to fully recreate. Yeah, that's why you use the DNA of frogs. Remember exactly. That's how they did, and then they changed sexes. Oh, shit. And it's right here. Shit. <laughs> it says, in the franchise, scientists filled the gaps with You're welcome. DNA from frogs. <laughs> But in truth, they don't know how all the holes in their genetic makeup, or they don't know all the holes in genetic makeup to know what part of the genome to fill, per National History Museum. Don't do it. Just don't. Just yeah. just stop there. Yeah. Let it be a cool thought in your right. brain. Yeah. That it's let, let it stay a movie and a novel mm-hmm. and, and move on, because there's a reason why they're extinct. Yeah. You know, it, it just... It just is. They don't play well with others. Mm-mm. And then they're gonna they're gonna wow, this works so great with dinosaurs. Hey, what if we did dragons and and and, and krakens and unicorns and, and <laughs> griffins and and you know other shit? <laughs> mermaids. Well oh freaky mermaids. Mermaids, if there was mermaids, I don't think there were the pretty like aerial no, mermaids. They're, they're no. were, like, Have you ever seen terrible. that movie? Um oh my gosh, what was it? Uh Cabin in the Woods. Mm-mm. You've never seen that? Oh, you got to see that. That's that's a good. One. I won't ruin anything for you. I think it's on. I think it's on Amazon. Use my password. Watch the movie. I have it's Amazon a good one. Prime, so. Okay. All right. So moving on along the same line, there are researches into mini brains. I'm guessing similar to like the Neuralink stuff right. or like artificial brains and stuff. 
This from the New York Post. This says research into mini brains could spark planet of the a planet of the apes scenario. So now we have Jurassic Park and we have Planet yeah. of the Apes. So so at some point, <laughs> do we have like mega Jurassic Park dinosaurs like Godzilla and mega Planet of the like Apes, King Kong, like King Kong? And Holy we have shit! A this King movie was Kong prophetic. Versus, Kong versus Zilla. Yes. <laughs> I mean, at what point do we like um, bring out freaking the super dinosaur to defeat the super it's, ape? It's this is where we're heading. I think so. This it's all predictive. It's I, maybe it's and it's going to happen on Mars. You think so? Well, that's well, that's well, Elon Musk. Yeah, he's trying he to get to us to Mars, or maybe that's why he wants to get us to Mars because he knows what's coming. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this says scientists from Kyoto University in Japan, freaking Japan. You They're know, always it, the ones <laughs> fucking with stuff. That's, that's where why they get Godzilla. That's where Godzilla <laughs> came from. Says cautioned about unethical and potentially dangerous unforeseen situations that could arise from implanting stem cells known as brain organoids. I've never <laughs> heard that in my life. Don't monkey around <laughs> with the human brain, scientists warn. I like how they go with the pun. Start right off the bat. Research into transplanting lab-grown human mini-brains into animals could trigger a wild Planet of the Apes-style scenario, biologists said in a new report. Scientists from Kyoto University in Japan cautioned about unethical and potentially dangerous unforeseen situations that could arise from implanting stem cells known as brain organoids, according to Science Daily. Do you remember? Back to Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Because, I mean, a freaking Jeff Goldblum. Why not? You remember his chaos theory? Yes. How it doesn't matter how much you put into place, like, all the the right steps to right. make things follow your patterns and stuff. Things don't necessarily follow those patterns. Yeah. Remember he was flirting with the, the blonde yeah, chick and it had the water drip and how it ran. Yeah. Like you would think it would run this way because it ran that way. If you put it in the same spot, it's going to run the same way. Right. But since the oils in her skin or whatever and the little hairs, mm -hmm. remember he's like rubbing her hand. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it was pretty it, smooth actually. Yeah. Made made the, the water run a different direction. Mm -hmm. That's what they're saying here. There is always unpredictables. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you put this in like a vacuum to where yeah. everything's going to go as planned. Something yeah. will go right. wrong, especially when you're fucking around with nature. Right. Nature doesn't typically follow yeah. human logic. Whenever I hear about people wanting to screw around with, with nature, with weather, with with animals, with DNA and, and shit like that, it... it, it it's like, just don't, just don't. When they're like, well, we have this idea where we're going to shoot these particles into the sky so that hurricanes don't happen as much. It's like... But what will happen? Exactly. Now? What what it, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. You're going to screw something up. It's kind of like the butterfly effect when you go back yes. in time to, yes. to fix something and when you screw up like five more things right. in, yeah. the, in just trying to fix the one thing. Yeah. It's like, just, just let nature take its course. Exactly. It's here for a reason. Exactly. I mean, it might suck for us, but... <laughs> Is it going to suck worse than apes running around and killing us, or yes, dinosaurs, dinosaurs, or or mermaids, <laughs> or mermaids? Freaking killer mermaids! That's next. So it says animals that receive the dark matter. That sounds shady as fuck already. <laughs> Just stop there. Dark matter could develop enhanced abilities and human-like traits, much like apes that ran the wild classic '68 science fiction flick. Researchers said in a report published March 26th. The concern is not so much a biological humanization of the animal, which can happen with any organoid, but a moral humanization, which is exclusive to the brain. 
Uh, this is still too fu futuristic, but that does not mean we should wait to decide on ethical guidelines. No, let, let's set boundaries now. Right, yeah. Let's not yeah. cross them and decide, yeah. well, that was the line we shouldn't have crossed. Yeah. Let's set the lines and just stay the fuck away from right. it. That's yeah. all. I yeah. mean, because, because you know what the next step is then? Animal organoids into humans. Let's see if we can add some animal traits to. Have, yeah, make super soldiers. Super with like, soldiers with, with with gorilla strength. Yeah, right, or right. Yeah, rhinoceros horn or, coming yeah, out of head. Wolf senses. You know. Yeah, I mean, do you ever read like Spider-Man comics? Exactly. Things like that. Yeah. I mean, that's all it is. I mean, just what uh, was his name? The lizard guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Connors. Connors. Yeah, trying to grow his arm. That's back. all he wanted. He didn't yeah. want to turn full lizard. No, but in he the just end, wanted to grow. He turned, he turned full, full lizard. lizard. Yep. Never go full lizard. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so all this to say, there's a reason why Michael Crichton wrote his books. Yes. It's because he saw he he wrote these books in a time of technological like experimentation. Yeah. He was originally like a doctor mm -hmm. and then he started getting into his novel work and it yeah. was all revolved around like don't fuck with technology. Yeah. And it's all modern day Frankenstein stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like stay in your lane and don't fuck around in God's neighborhood. Because yeah. you're gonna screw it up. You're gonna you're gonna step on a butterfly and you're gonna create five other things that's gonna happen. Yep. Yep. Don't do it. Speaking of speaking of <laughs> brainless monkeys or monkey brains or whatever you want to call this, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci, in my opinion, is a monkey with an implanted brain. Or he's a human that. with an implanted monkey brain. I'm not sure. What, I don't which know. would you call him? <sighs> Dumb shit. <laughs> Dipshit, yeah. I would I don't even know if I'd mention brain in the same sentence. We have mentioned a couple times on here that Texas dropped all its like mask laws. Right, yeah. Yeah, Texas is, is the the stepchild the, of of this the federal states, right? They don't like Texas. Texas is the the lawless state that yeah. the cowboys that they always go to even though like we said before, Iowa dropped mask laws yeah. before Texas yeah. did. But right. We're always focused on Texas. Texas drops its mask laws. Surprisingly, the cases go up? No, surprisingly. No, surprisingly they go down. Yeah. Dr. Fauci came out this week and says, the genius that he is says, he's not sure why they don't have an uptick without the mask. Maybe because your science is bullshit. Yeah. Maybe because all your uh, predictions, all your um, ideas, your proposals, yeah. all these like warnings, all stemmed out of bullshit, straight yeah. bullshit. The, and this is a case in point here. It's just like, yeah. Well, I don't know why the science is because the science is shit. Yeah. It's garbage. Yeah. So this again is the New York Post, which we know is just a tabloid because they reported on Hunter Biden's right. laptop. So they got downgraded to a tabloid then. Says so Dr. Fauci says he's not really quite sure why Texas is now averaging under four thousand cases after lifting mask mandates. It's been some five weeks since Texas lifted its mask mandate, and there has yet to be an explosion of COVID-19 cases, which he warned about. Yeah. You know who is seeing an uptick, an explosion? Hmm. Michigan has the highest uptick right I now. I saw that, actually, yeah. And, and, and they, they're very strict They're up there. very strict, yes. So, hmm, science? Well, that's because of, and they specifically said, the United States has more cases of the new strain that yeah. is more contagious and less susceptible yeah. to the vaccine. All, all yeah, that bullshit. Real quick, the, the, the bullshit of the science is, okay, so this, uh, yesterday, 
my daughter was in a competition in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Okay, at, at the what was it, Ophium Theater or something like that downtown. Ophium, opium, no. Opium. Any, uh, um, anyways, it's this bu- big, <laughs> big beautiful theater, and they they cut put a rope across the going down the center, and they only let us sit on one side of the rope. Okay. Uh, which my my son and I we tried to sit on the other side of the rope because my daughter typically dances on the left side of the stage. Lady came out and she's like, "I need you on the other side of the rope because the rope the disease contains within the <laughs> well, velvet ropes." This is the funny thing about it. So they have the the seats in a row separated every two seat. You get two seats and then they separate two seats out so people aren't you know social distancing, right? Right. Well, there's a dude breathing down my neck in the front. I'm breathing down the ch- neck of the chick in the front of me. It's yeah. like we're we're packed together because yes. we're all on one side of the freaking theater. I had a similar conversation today with my wife about similar mm-hmm. similar. She was going to take uh, my daughter and um, her friends to the mall, and they're going to go at noon. Well, they were ready to go early, so she's like, "Well, it was like eleven o'clock." They're like, "Well, let's just go ahead and go." And then she looks it up and realizes the mall still has COVID hours. It's only from like noon to seven or something they open later they close earlier i'm like what's the logic about that because more people are going to go in that smaller space of time now so you're going to get more people crammed in at the same time instead of stretching it out where people could go in earlier and later so it kind of spread it out a little bit it's (laughs) it makes no sense yeah it's like when they have to when they first started, and they were like wiping down all the registers, but yeah. then you had like a line of people like neck and neck backed up yeah. all the way down because we're holding up the line now. Right. It's just like, well, the yeah. logic here right. makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. And Fauci is coming to terms. Well, he's not going to come to no, terms. No, he won't. He's going to say it's a fluke. He, because once, once COVID is done, his 15 minutes is done. Mm-hmm. So it says daily cases... Um, and Texas hovered above 7,000 in early March when Greg Abbott, Governor Greg Abbott lifted the state's mask rules, leaving it up to individuals and organizations to make their own decision. Now, according to the CDC, new cases of COVID are under 4,000, so almost half of what they were right. during the mask crazy. mandate. Crazy. Fauci noted there can be a delay in how and when cases manifest. So now he's making up shit. Right, yeah. It's just like, well, we won't know because it could be delayed. Yeah. And then two months from now comes in, they're still going down. He's like, well, sometimes, sometimes yeah. cases like hide out and lie dormant waiting for, <laughs> yeah. for time to yeah. attack. Well, that's like him coming out and saying that there, there could be a strain of COVID that the tests don't pick up. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so there's... Uh, a disease that may have or may not have any symptoms that you cannot can or cannot test for. Um, may or may not be able to vaccine for. <laughs> right? Is that isn't that called like life <laughs> or may make believe? Yeah. <laughs> Imagination. Yeah. Says often this is Fauci. Often you have to wait a few weeks before you see the effect um, of what you're doing right now. It's been five weeks though, and the cases are dropping. Yeah. I get that. Obviously, the next week you won't be able to tell, but five mm-hmm. weeks later, I would think. Yeah, by then you should have some kind of indication. And then, and that being said, you think it would at least stay flat, right. like level. Yeah. Yeah, there's not too many more new cases, or it's not going to increase right away, but it would stay the same. Yeah. This is almost half the cases. That's pretty yeah. considerate. I'll be curious. Consider it to, considerable. I'm surprised he didn't come out and say something about, oh, well, the, the vaccines are in full in effect or something. I'm sure it'll get there. 
I hope they continue to tick down. He's like, no, I don't. I don't want that at all. <laughs> I really don't. If they do, that would be great, but there's always concern when you pull back on methods, particularly on things like indoor dining and bars that are crowded. You could see a delay, and then all of a sudden the tick they tick right back up, and maybe they will, and yeah. we'll eat our foot for saying otherwise. It's right. not that we're saying that this is the case. We're just reporting on what's happening, yeah. and he's just assuming, hey, it's going to go back up. It's right. going to. It has to because my science. Right. It's my science. We've been fooled before by situations where people begin to open back up. No, nothing happens, and then all of a sudden, several weeks later, things explode on you. Ew. <laughs> so we've got to be careful we don't prematurely judge that, he added. Biden had slammed the decision to ease the state's mandate as Neanderthal thinking. Well, I remember Imagine that. that. Biden, Joe Biden, saying this is Neanderthal yeah. thinking. Of all the people in the world to say this. Yeah. <laughs> but that kind of funny because that ties right back to the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Thank you for making that connection for us. You know, I'm curious, though. You know, he's got all those those kids in those detention areas down there. In, call in, them what they are. Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, they've called it it for four years. Right. Kids in cages. Kids in cages. They we'll got, just say it. Yeah, they got kids slammed together in these cages down there. I bet you none of them are being tested for COVID. Oh, no. Right? No, because... Um, that would go against their right. narrative. Yeah, and it's funny because the whole whole stupid border thing. We I didn't even have a story about this, but Biden came out this last week and decided he's going to continue the wall efforts. I saw that. Yeah, to fill in the holes that were still in yeah. the wall. So this wall that you said is so freaking racist. Yeah. All of a sudden, well, we at least have to patch up the holes. Right. Well, you think if it was that racist, you'd be tearing the dumb, damn thing down. Right, yeah, right. All of a sudden, kids in quote-unquote cages and border walls are a good thing. When yeah. <laughs> six months ago, it was the most racist thing you could think imaginable. Right, yeah. And people screamed about it for four fucking years. Yeah. Well, I heard that they're not even letting news crews down into those areas because mm. they don't want they don't want video or pictures of these kids. Uh, you the kids in cages. Seeing that they, yeah. this is worse than it was right. under Trump. Under Trump, yeah, exactly. But it's all Trump's fault. Right, yeah. But I, they're continuing the same yeah. process that they said was right. Trump's yeah, fault. Yeah, I, I think Yeah, I think Pelosi said this was all Trump's fault. Oh, I'm sure. But if that's the case, then why continue the efforts well, on the wall? It, but it's even worse than that because people are expecting now that Biden's in office, they'll be able to get in. So they're surging at the border. Mm -hmm. and And they're still not getting in. They're being put into these cages. Makes no sense. No. But you're not supposed to look at that stuff. You're no. not supposed to talk about it because... Just, just go to sleep, close your eyes, and listen to what the administration's telling yes. you. I mean, they, they know it knows best. What, they, they know what's know best for you. Best. It's too complicated for your mind to understand. Yep. As Gavin Newsom said, yes. your dumb little minds can't understand what we do at our love, top levels yes. up here. This is why they do what they do. Mm -hmm. That's why you can't, shouldn't talk about it. You shouldn't think yeah. about it. Unless it's the other side, obviously. Then right. you should talk about it and be outraged. Yeah. So, should we move? Should we keep going? Let's keep going. All right. More throw-up vomit from 2020 yes. keeps resurfacing in 2021. Because there's really, there's not a lot of news stories. It's always yeah. just stuff from 2020 just resurfacing oh, this, this is going to keep going for the next decade. Yes. Black Lives Matter. We talked about... Uh, COVID, which is stemmed solely from 2020. Yes. Now it's time to talk about Black Lives Matter, which yes. is stemmed solely the, the, from... The people that are standing up for the little guy, they're uncompromising in their beliefs, they're never going to give in, they're they're going to keep fighting the system, right? 
Black Lives Matter founder. Uh, what's her name? What's her name? Oh shit! What's her name? Uh, Patrice Kohlers. Kohlers. Patrice yeah. Kohlers decided, in the in the spirit of helping the little guy, to buy a one point four million dollar mansion. Obviously, she's gonna let all the people that that need a place to live to live there. Right? You would think that. So, BLM. Or I don't know if BLM's branding or this, but she's being branded a fraud now. <laughs> Makes sense. And it's in a her home's in a mostly white LA enclave. It says so. Uh, she's pulled herself out of all those burning neighborhoods that, <laughs> that Black Lives Matter that she fire. helped set on fire, and nice. is now in a one point four million dollar mansion. Probably a gated community. Which I don't know if you'd call it a mansion because in California, one point four. I was going to say one point four million is not that much. Yeah. But it says the the co-founder of the polarizing Black Lives Matter moment movement is under fire for buying a $1.4 million home in a posh California neighborhood that's 88% white. Um, it says, It's an interesting decision for Patrice Cullors, a self-professed Marxist and race-baiting activist who has paid lip service to promoting black pride. According to Dirt.com, the home is located in Topanga Canyon, an I'd idyllic, rustic neighborhood about 48 minutes outside of L.A. and less than 30 minutes from Tony Malibu? I don't even know hmm. what that is. Unless it's just Malibu. What's Tony <laughs> mean, though? I don't know. Kohler's new home has three bedrooms and two baths. That's, that's less than I have here. I was going to say. That's <laughs> that's not much. And sits on a quarter of an acre, which... Okay, that's it, more than I I'm, got. In California, that, yeah. that's pretty big. The property also has a separate one-bedroom, be- one-bathroom guest house. Interesting. Okay. But what is most interesting is that the BLM co-founder chose to live in Topanga, where less than 2% of the population is black. Says um, sports journalist Jason Whitlock, who's himself black, sarcastically called out Kohler's for her blatant hypocrisy. He tweeted, Black Lives Matter founder buys a 1.4 million home in Topanga, which has a black population of 1.4%. She's with her people, it says. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, so it says, not before Whitlock pointed out that Colors could have lived anywhere, and in fact, she could have made an important political statement if she had chosen to live in a pr- predominantly black neighborhood, but she didn't, and that says something about whether she truly believes black lives matter. Um, what do you think about this? Do you think, I mean, does it well, matter? Does that really I, water down her message? Um or you think this is right wingers against Black Lives Matter that are just picking apart everything they see? I, I, I think it's, I, I think it is hypocritical. Um, I think that uh, you know if, if she truly meant what she stands for, she would buy a home in an all black neighborhood and use that money to build up the neighborhood. Yeah. Now here is an article. I don't know if we talked about this or not, um, and this may go hand in hand with what you just read. Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors has signed an overall production deal with Warner Brothers Television Group to create original programming that raises black voices. The multi-year agreement announced Thursday represents Cullors' first overall production deal with a Hollywood studio. Um, Los Angeles native plans to work with the studio to develop scripted dramas and comedies. Um, goes on, it is a... Let's see here. It is a $20 million deal. So we know where she got her $1.4 million from, then. Yes, yes. And so, you know, she's 
hobnobbing with the producers and writers now. So, which again, I I I don't have a problem. No, with. I don't either. I I mean, good honor. But again, I and it goes the same thing with um, what's his face, uh, the football player that annoys me. Um, uh, Kaepernick. Yeah, Kaepernick, LeBron James. You know, these guys get these these you know hundreds of millions of dollars. And then they donate twenty thousand dollars to a black community and, and and call it good. And everybody says how amazing about right, they right, were. yeah. But they talk big, and again, it, she's got one point four million dollars that she put towards the house, which is fine, right? But again, mm-hmm. put your money where your mouth is, right? Right. Reinvest in those communities. Well, th- this talks about the backlash is re- reminiscent of when Barack Obama. Former President Barack Obama, who perfected the art of sowing racial division, purchased an $11.8 million mansion in a sprawling 29-acre property in Martha's Vineyard. That's actually surprisingly cheap for uh, 29 acres in Martha's Vineyard, which is only 3% black. So I guess the question is... Does living in a predominantly white neighborhood make you less black? Or I mean, some of them could probably be like, well, we are... um, advancing yeah like black people in these like yeah. predominantly white rich spaces i mean there right. there is argument there i can right. see but again i mean 11.8 million dollars you don't think you could have spent that money somewhere else on some right. of these um causes that you support right. supposedly claim to support yeah. right especially i mean 1.4 million again isn't that much in california no no, like this house here. Well, and in again, California, three bedroom, two bath. I mean, that's that's kind of an average with, house with a guest house, though. Oh, guess and a pool. I didn't say a pool. Okay, but it, and a quarter of an acre. But I know, like this house here would probably be five hundred thousand dollar house in right. California. Right, and it's not a five hundred thousand dollar house here in Iowa by <laughs> right. any stretch. Yeah. So I mean, that's not that much. But eleven point eight million dollars for with twenty nine right. acres by Barack Obama. Yeah, I mean that is classic example of. Hey, right. uh, ma- making a buck basically off of saying that black people are mm-hmm. oppressed. Right, right. Just yeah. to turn around and prove that you're not yeah. in the least bit oppressed. I mean, imagine taking that $11.8 million and putting it in an impoverished neighborhood. Yeah, it's like, right? why couldn't you spend a couple million on a house even? Yeah. Then you, you're left with $9 million right. to throw into all this activism. Right. Rather, than, rather than running your mouth, and creating all this conflict and, and, you know, trying to get police defunded and stuff, you know, fund some small businesses in those areas, you know, some local ownership, you yeah. know, and, and build up the school system and, and you know, community projects, you know, instead of taking the 11.8 and putting on 29 acre property in Martha, Martha's Vineyard. Right. I mean, that's my issue. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we don't know. We're just ignorant to the thought of it. Because it would be all guys, over the place. Yeah, if they if they truly were, it would be all over the place because mm. you hear about every three thousand, twenty thousand dollars that LeBron James puts in, and you know every book deal that Obama puts in, and you don't hear about them donating any kind of money like that. Right, and then you go back to all these calls for fraud against mm. the the higher ups in Black Lives Matter, which I think we right. did a whole episode about. Right. It. Yeah, like there's all this dark money that just disappears and probably goes into the pockets of some of these people um or back into the democratic party like we talked about yeah but again at at surface level i do feel there is good sections of black lives matter and there is good things that have come out of the local level organizations yeah but i don't feel like this lady 
is got oh. the best. No, she's a self-proclaimed Marxist. She is. Yeah, yeah, she is. I mean, she's got a different agenda than the local Black Lives Matter groups. Mm. Let's talk. Let's move away from here before we run our and mouths too much. Matter of fact, her trouble. her agenda towards. I'm sorry. One more thing. Go ahead. Towards transgenderism is is about up there with the Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and, or the remember the whole like disbanding the nuclear family. Right. Yeah, getting rid of the nuclear family in the United it's States. Just, they're wanting to restructure human lives in the yeah. United States and um, human values and morals and stuff like that. So yeah. um, I don't have too much good to say about her. And so a lot of people are calling out her hypocrisy. I want to see what Black Lives Matter people say about this, because I'm sure this is a right-wing article and right-wingers right. calling her a hypocrite. I want to see, because I think we had reported on... Um, even like local level Black Lives Matter people were calling out like the tops of the organization, like wondering where right. this money is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're not getting the promised money that they mm -hmm. expected. So um, I'd like to hear their somebody from that side right. their take on the fact Seen that she's, her buy a one point eight million dollar house. Yes, in a predominantly white neighborhood. Yeah. So a few more things went on this week. Um, one of them being. This is we're we're completely moving now. Yeah. I mean, we're not staying too much on topic because several things happened this yeah. week, so we can't just flow too naturally. No. This next thing is uh, talking about Biden and his new ATF pick for the for the head of the ATF. Mm -hmm. And he's classic classic Biden pick. Yeah, classic. Um, um, he's 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 a government guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's got a, a long history of of following orders his, yes. his marching orders yep yep he is he's a product of the system yeah no doubt about it so if you don't know what the atf is they're the bureau of alcohol tobacco firearms and explosives why isn't it atfe you're right yeah why did they add explosives they, they, they should add explosives so this new guy isn't a new guy he's been with the atf for 30 plus years um I guess he's been a special agent for 25 years, hmm. or he was for 25 years. And so he he was with the ATF for 25, and then he's been um, an advocate for gun laws mm -hmm. ever since. So it says gun rights groups are expressing concerns over President Joe Biden's decision to name um, a gun control advocate, David Chipman, to the lead of the Bureau of Alcohol to buy. God, I can't read. Toboggans. Toboggans. <laughs> because those are Alcohol, dangerous. Alcoholic toboggans. <laughs> Alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and explosives, or the ATF. We'll just go by the ATF because I can't read right now. <laughs> the White House on Wednesday confirmed Chipman, who was an ATF special agent for 25 years and serves as a senior policy advisor uh, to gun violence prevention group Giffords, who is ran by... Gabriel Giffords. Gabrielle Giffords, who was a congresswoman who got shot. Right. What was that whole story? I don't even remember. So she was at, um, she was doing some kind of uh, like a event, like they were opening up a baseball field or something like that, and mm -hmm. she was there, and um, and somebody walked up and ended up shooting like I think eleven people, including uh, like some young kids, and and she was shot in the face, I believe. Oh, okay. And um, and so then after that, you know, of course, they use that for gun control. Yes. And they start they tried pinning it on, I think, trying to say, was it Glenn Beck 
or Rush Limbaugh something said something about uh, uh, people being targeted, and they took it and said that they were promoting this kind of oh because that's promoting it, but right uh, Maxine Waters saying hey go to the right. places they're eating and, and yeah. disrupt wasn't targeted right. by so so Giffords recovered mm-hmm. and or mostly recovered. And started this gun control group, and this guy was was their lead guy. So it says GOA, I'm not sure who that is, some gun advocacy group, I'm sure, is shocked at the brazen decision to nominate a registered anti-gun lobbyist to the director of the Bureau of ATF. Gun Owners of America, there you go, Gun gun Owners of America is GOA. Um, Vice President Eric Pratt said in a statement to Fox News, David Chipman's anti-constitutional lobbying career clearly disqualifies him from holding a public office. Says the GOA also expressed opposition to Biden's plan to announce new gun control measures on Thursday. So this was before he announced them, which we'll talk more about tomorrow on our live stream. Um, Following recent mass shootings in Colorado, Georgia, and California. Joe Biden knows he cannot beat gun owners in Congress. Instead, he's circumventing the legislative process to impose his own tyrannical vision by executive fiat, Pratt said. Dudley Brown, president of the National Association for Gun Rights, noted Chipman's role as a case agent for ATF in the Branch Davidian trial uh, while he was based at the Waco, Texas field office. So uh, he was based in Waco. And yeah. he was part of the Branch Davidian trial. I don't think okay. he was actually on the scene in Waco, but he was based right. in Waco. So yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he was on yeah. scene. On well, site. doesn't didn't he give some testimony towards Waco that they tried to use as justification? Yeah, um, he his testimony said, and he still claims to this day. And um, he did like a Q and A or an AMA or whatever you call yeah. it um, last year, I think, on Reddit. That was like ask me anything is AMA, mm. um, but he had he still holds to the fact that the Branch Davidians use fifty cal rifles to and to take down helicopters. It's he <laughs> said his quote was that they took down two helicopters. Interesting, which is not true at all. Right. It's a blatant lie. Yes, mm-hmm. they shot at helicopters. All the helicopters had gun damage yeah. to them, but nobody. No helicopter was taken down. Mm-hmm. Maybe it landed out of fear that it was right. going to. Yeah. No helicopter was taken down, and they never found the fifty cal rifles that mm. he swears that took them down. Right. Yeah. So just falsification. Yeah. On the stand. Right. Which we know. I mean, the whole shit show that was Waco. Yes. And what? and the government shadiness behind that. Yeah. And he still um, says that they did nothing wrong. Right. So this is the guy that is now in charge of the ATF, That's who is the ones that burned the people yeah. at Waco. Yeah. Says David Chipman has been on the leading edge of ATF scandals for decades, all the way back to Waco. And it says all the way back to Waco, but I had read, and you had mentioned that you had read, that he was also some somehow involved with the, uh, the Ruby Ridge, which right. was... Before Waco. Yeah, a- another shit show. Yes, and those were like the shit shows of the 90s that um, the ATF was involved with, and he had part in all of the above. So yeah. um, he is complicit in all of those like major um, yeah. acts against violations of human rights, in my right. opinion. Yeah, yeah. Any, any time of individual liberty yeah. being violated, yeah, he was, he right, was there. right there. Don't don't worry. This guy is head of the ATF. Yeah, says Chipman has embraced every harebrained gun control scheme 
proposed, so of course Biden and Harris chose him. He'll fit right in with their corrupt administration. The NRA, which we know based on Carrie Sloan's testimony, yes. that they suck. Yeah. But they don't like him either. Um, <laughs> NRA's spokesperson, Amy Hunter, said Biden's decision to nominate Chipman to lead the ATF and tap former Judge Merrick Garland oh. as attorney general. Um, who was confirmed in March and has expressed support of gun control policies, has made clear his sights are set on restricting the rights of law-abiding gun owners while ignoring criminals and foregoing substantive measures that will actually keep Americans safe. Further, the proposals Biden announced tonight could require law-abiding citizens to surrender lawful property and enable states to expand gun confiscation orders, Hunter said. The NRA will fight this nomination and ill-conceived executive actions. So this is throwing together both the nomination and the proposed gun gun laws. Speaking before the House Judiciary Committee in 2019, Chipman argued that assault weapons like the semi-automatic AR-15 are identical to those used by the military, which they're not. Mm -mm. They're not because they don't have three-round burst fire. They're not. If our goal is to balance the rights of responsible law-abiding gun owners and the urgent need to keep particularly dangerous weapons out of the hands of criminals, simply reinstating the 90s-era ban on assault weapons is not enough. He argued instead the lawmakers could consider requiring the registration of all existing assault weapons in hands of civilians, while banning the future manufacture and sale of these weapons, as well as registration and tax requirements on sales of certain weapons, such as sawed-off shotguns. Those are illegal! I was going to say, they're already illegal. Nobody sells sawed-off shotguns. Do you know who did sell a sawed-off shotgun? Mm. The guy from Ruby Ridge. (laughs) That's why the ATF got onto his case yeah. because he sold, he was baited in by an ATF agent into yeah. selling him a sawed-off shotgun or just sawing off a shotgun. I was gonna say, they're easy enough to make. Short-barrel rifles, which would include like the the shorter um, AR style right. ones, um, and machine guns, which are illegal. <laughs> These things are already, already banned. Yes. Sawed-off shotguns and machine guns are already illegal. That is why Ruby Rich happened. That is why Waco happened, was yeah. for those two things specifically. So for him, who is specialized in Waco and Ruby Rich, to be saying these things, yeah. he is speaking out of his ass. Yeah, he, he's just giving the, the talking points. Yeah, That's he, all. It's somebody ta- who knows better, he's giving the talking points. He's talking out of his ass to stir up emotion, yeah. to say, well, we, we should ban and tax and require registration of sawed-off shotguns and machine guns. They, they're already illegal. We can't tax something that's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> so what, is he saying we should legalize them and tax them? Is that what he, <laughs> That's what it sounds like. And accessories like silencers. Don't forget that. Which oh, yes. Those are illegal in some states. In some states, I know yeah. in Iowa, they're illegal. Yeah. Um, during his tenure at ATF, Chipman disrupted firearms trafficking operations in Virginia that were supplying illegal guns to New York City and was named special agent in charge of ATF's firearms program, according to his bio on Gifford's website. He also received the Attorney General's Award for Outstanding Contribution to the Community Partnership for Public Safety in 2005 for his efforts to combat local violent crime and served on the Firearms Committee of the International Association of Chiefs of Police. So he got this outstanding contribution to community partners. Does that include his contribution of burning communities, like completely lighting them on fire, because you know, it, that's that's about as good as it gets. Yeah, 
Are those the standards, <laughs> the public safety standards they're concerned about? Mm. So, bad guy, good guy. Definitely a bad guy. Um, also, he's you know, a company man. Again. He's a company man. And also, you know, um, people have cited, you know, past tweets that he's made, one of them being that, you know, we should use failed background che- uh, checks to pre- arrest people before they commit crimes. In so, my opinion, maybe, I'm, I mean, I'm not a constitutional law expert. That's not constitutional no, to no. Arre- arrest somebody before they commit but crimes. It, it goes back to the government trying to be the thought police. Like, yes. oh, well, well, that's a hate crime. Right. So, you know, that's extra time. Well, how do you know it's a hate crime? How do you know that? Well, well we're, now we're going to arrest them before they commit the crime. Well, how do you know they're going to commit a crime? Right. Well, obviously, they filled a background check. Well, okay. that doesn't mean they're going to commit a crime. Right. Yes, you can. You can prove that somebody was conspiring to commit a crime, and yeah. then you can arrest them for conspiracy. Yeah. But that requires a certain level of proof. Yeah. That, to, there's other ways to do it that just failing a background check is not a red flag that this no. guy's going to, or gal is going to shoot people up. Well, I was reading into this, like, having to prove that there was conspiracy to commit. And it came down to there was this police officer that was expressing all these weird, like, sexual fetish fantasies and stuff okay. uh, online. He was just talking about them. And they, they tried to get him arrested for conspiring to commit, like, weird, gross, like, sex crimes. Okay. But they had no evidence that he was actually intended to commit them. He just had weird fantasies and weird okay. fetishes. And you can't arrest somebody based on fe- fantasies. You can't. I'm right. sorry. Yeah. Yes, that person's a sick individual, and you could probably, possibly fire him from the police force. Right. But you can't arrest the guy yeah. saying, well, he's conspiring to commit um, sexual crimes yeah. just just for saying, hey, I have this fantasy. Even yeah. if, I mean, even if it's as gross, I'm I'm not I'm I'm going to get shit for this. Even it's, if it's a guy saying he doesn't have a problem with uh, people having sex with little boys. OK, that's not committing a crime. Right. Yes, that person is a piece of shit. Yeah. And should be like shunned from society. Right. <laughs> But you can't throw somebody in jail for that. I, I was going to do a hypothetical and be like, you know, they like to rub Big Macs on themselves. I ew, wasn't going to go there. <laughs> but, I mean, you you know, it's but, like, but okay. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I know what you're yes, saying. Yes, I understand this guy is scum yeah. and shouldn't hold a right. police force office. Well, but, I mean, would you be like, look, okay, um, this popped on your on your media page or on this, you know, black site, whatever, and um, we're, we need, think you need some counseling. And and we're gonna give you like a thirty day suspension well, yeah, until that's you what deal I'm with this, you know. Yeah, like uh, having like a, a mental evaluation right, or something right. like that. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, I I think he should even be allowed to be fired. Like you right. should be allowed to fire somebody for being a piece of shit. Yeah. But as far as arresting him, right? For but having if fantasies, but if you have them on your on your radar, would you want to fire them and then just create more resentment and scorn, or would you want to try to? Manage it and and well, sure. get it, you know. Or do you just want to pull out a gun and just pop them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, uh, we were looking at your social media, and yes, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know where I'd go with that, but yeah. again, constitutionally, I don't think you can arrest a person based on thoughts. No, no, you can't. And and the moment they get there, the world becomes a lot scarier place. Yeah, because then it just with all the rest of the stuff we've ever talked about it it only goes further from there right they right. only use that as precedent for the next thing yeah so as much as i think pedophiles should not exist <laughs> right um legally you can't 
arrest a person for fantasizing about some shitty scenario. Right. Because until you can prove that he has every intention of committing, right. then it becomes conspiracy, and then you can arrest him. Yeah. Red flag laws are what this ATF guy is saying is, well, let's arrest him before they commit crimes. Right. If you can't prove that they were intending to commit a, pri- a right. crime, you can't arrest them. Right. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, again, I mean, I'd be like, wow, you know, I, I, you know, our job being security. Yeah. There's a lot of times, you know, I'll go through my head and think about, okay, you know, what's the best way to rob a place? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I've had that. We've talked about robbing banks many times. Yes, yes not that we're going to. No. We're not planning it out. But, no, we said but it is fun to think about. It would be easy for us. <laughs> Knowing all the codes for banks, right? To yeah, and to knowing operating procedures to yes. to do different stuff, but it's not something we ever do. It's just something we I talk mean, just about. A, just a just a thought <laughs> that floats around our head sometimes. I mean, hopefully we don't get arrested for saying this on here. <laughs> but again, that that's exactly what it comes down yeah. to, um, and that's what red flag laws. Yeah, you usually end up being is. Right. Hey, this guy looks like he could potentially have a problem. He's buying like six or seven thousand bullets at a right. time. He must be a criminal. Right. But we're about out of time. Oh. And that sound, that was our, our timer saying oh, really? we're about out of time. I didn't know we had one of those. I didn't either, but that sound is my <laughs> battery's about to die. Oh gotcha, okay. Because I didn't plug my computer in. So we are out of time. <laughs> um all this stuff to say. The government's bullshit, first of all. Yeah. Um, they don't have your best interest at, no. at hand. And we're going to talk more about this tomorrow. Yeah, so don't miss tomorrow when we really dig into this shit. Yeah, I, we've never really dug constitutional before. No. I mean, we've talked about it, but we yeah. haven't really dug. We're going to talk constitution. We're going to talk about Biden's stupid pr- bullshit line that, yeah. oh, this is all subjective. Right. Basically saying, hey, we can rip this yeah. up anytime we yeah. want to. What and, are you talking about? And saying no, no amendment is absolute. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that was exactly what he said. Yeah. But he basically said the constitutional su- subjective. Yeah. Fu- fuck um, this. Uh, yeah. Um, shall not be infringed line because yeah. as we can change that, we can scratch that line out as easily as it was written in. It's not an executive order, Joe. You can't just yeah. scratch it out and write pencil in things. Right. It, that's not how this works. Yeah. So don't miss that. Seven p.m. Central Time Monday tomorrow. Get back here for that. We're gonna we're gonna have some fun live time. Hopefully, people call in. Yeah, you need to call in. Please do. We want to hear and from be you. angry. I'm looking for some angry, yes. passionate callers. You know? Yes, me too. So, um, don't fuck around with nature. That's what we talked about. Yes. Don't fuck around with the Constitution. Yes, and don't be a damn hypocrite. Yeah, yeah. Don't. <laughs> that's that's what it comes to. Yeah, and don't be a dick. And don't be a, well. That's always the case. Yes. Don't be a dick. We're gonna get out of here once again. Make sure you check out RYM Coffee. Dot com, run your mouth coffee. Get some delicious coffee to drink as you listen to us tomorrow night. Um, we'll be back here tomorrow. Yeah, and break the damn bell. Break that fucking bell. We'll catch you tomorrow. Peace. Bye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout-out to our sponsors, Goulash Media, On the Run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast, and Van Zot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time, 
and let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking.